Welcome to another T-Rex Talk. Today we're going to be talking about knowledge and information and how to level up uh, your own capabilities and learn stuff faster. Or maybe learn stuff slower, but learn stuff better. That's kind of the main point. This is actually a two-part episode, by the way. I'm going to be talking about information in this particular episode. Next week I'm going to be talking about tools because uh, it's kind of a similar thing, but uh, you'll figure it out next week. As you know, in the 21st century, there is far more information that exists, and that information is far more accessible than in the past. And there are far more people who have access to all of that information than in the past. And so by that metric, we should assume that the 21st century folks are going to be far more educated, far more knowledgeable, far more capable than a lot of people in the past. Theoretically, they should be able to know more stuff and learn more things faster and therefore get more stuff done than people in the past. Not as nations or societies, but even down at the individual level. Individuals should be more knowledgeable and more capable about stuff. So is that actually, uh, is that actually true? <laughs> is all that information actually bearing significant fruit? I think we can all agree that the short answer is basically no. Yes, technologically speaking, today's inventors and scientists and manufacturers are standing on the shoulders of geniuses, so they have achieved things that their forefathers have not. But the question is, are they, with the time that they have, doing as much as the people who came before them did with probably smaller amounts of time, less effective tools, and less knowledge and information? And I would say the answer is, well, no. But even if you look at your basic individual guys and gals out there in the West, in the 21st century, I don't think that we are, uh, you know, reaching the pinnacles that uh, the information age really should allow us to do. And there are several reasons for that. One is that, um, well, people are lazy. Man's natural rest state is to be <laughs> at rest with a bag of Doritos uh, in front of the TV. And a lot of the information that exists that is new to the 21st century is fluff. It is information that is pretty much just entertainment. Vast amounts of escapist entertainment information doesn't actually have the same sort of constructive capability of, like, scientific information, skill-based information and knowledge. Now, I'm not against all fiction. I'm not against all entertainment media. Uh, in fact, I think that fictional entertainment information is actually really useful for allegorical purposes, to teach people about things that they couldn't necessarily experience in real life, and sometimes to teach lessons that are a little bit more vivid uh, even than some of the lessons of history. So I'm not trying to throw all of that away. I'm just trying to, you know, cast some aspersions at Netflix and Amazon and the other streaming giants, because I don't think that's necessarily what they're doing. And the sheer amount of fluff entertainment information that exists and how incredibly accessible it is and how you can instantly gratify whatever desire you have to watch whatever kind of material you want, that just contributes to people's laziness, obviously. The temptation for me to do something else instead of record this podcast, I gotta admit, is pretty high. But I'm not tempted by the rings of power, at least not the Amazon show, Rings of Power. So even though there's an incredible amount of useful information out there that we could be learning... Our own laziness is a major impediment to doing that. But I think there's actually a second uh, sort of impediment, and that is that there is just so much information that is available. There are so many options that are available that that results in a kind of, 
I don't know, paralysis or maybe just a sense of being overwhelmed. Because the amount of useful educational stuff that you can find right now on the internet really is overwhelming. For a few hundred dollars, you can get all of MIT's information, all of their class notes, all of their curriculum stuff. So essentially, the entire school, everything that all of the students are getting at MIT, you can have for a tiny fraction of the scholarship of a single MIT student. That is extremely overwhelming. That's exactly the kind of information that would result in self-taught people being more self-taught, being more educated, being more capable. But where would you even start looking at all of the information from all of MIT's faculty over the last year or 10? The vast bulk of this information actually makes it difficult to know where to start. You have to be extremely specific and deliberate about the things that you are trying to accomplish before you can actually, you know, plot out a really good course through all of this information that is available. And I would say that there is a third obstacle or hurdle that exists when there is so much information that is available. There are a lot of skills out there um, that used to be fairly difficult to learn, but now the vast profusion of information and the incredible ease of accessibility of that information means you could learn that stuff pretty easily to a fairly low level. But thanks to the internet, you no longer just see the people in your community who have mastered this skill at a very low level. You are able to see the best of the best of the best. They're the guys that show up first on YouTube, whether it is a massively important skill or whether it is an incredibly uh, unimportant one. So (laughs) there are hundreds of millions of hours of, let's say, how to play a ukulele content on YouTube. But there are also people who have mastered playing the ukulele and have hundreds of millions of views on their covers of various other rock and roll albums, for example. And while it's encouraging in some ways to see the sheer capability that is possible when a person focuses on a single skill and spends hundreds of thousands of hours developing that skill, it can also be a little discouraging. If you wanted to figure out how to play a ukulele or what being a ukulele player looks like, and the first thing that YouTube shows you is people who have literally spent their entire lives mastering certain complicated songs on the ukulele, you get a sense of what that actually would require to get your fingers capable of doing that, and you move on to something else. Learning to play the piano is something that I would say is not necessarily easy, but it is something that the average person can absolutely do. And one of the things that the internet has done is made it possible for us to instantly listen to music being played by the top five best piano players in the entire world. And that's a skill level that the average human cannot do. And while I think it's great that everyone has access to music being played at that level of excellence, I do think it is on us to realize that if I want to gain the skill of, say, knowing how to read music or knowing how to play the piano, I need to set uh, some realistic goals for myself. The pessimistic side of me looks at some of these incredible musical geniuses, says, well, I obviously am not capable of that, and so I stop pursuing the musical disciplines that I am capable of. This is why, by the way, I can't play the piano or any musical instrument. A big part of it is my own laziness, and part of it is also my own sort of pessimism. And to say, well, you know what, I'm going to pursue things that I'm excellent at, as opposed to things that, uh, you know, I would only be okay at. And I think that that level of prioritization in and of itself isn't wrong. But now, as somebody who 
has kids and wants to play music and sing with them, I wish that I had attained some of those skills at a lower level. And I realized that most of what I was doing in the past was not ruthless prioritization for the pursuit of actual excellence. Uh, It's just laziness. So I guess we're back to laziness as the main (laughs) obstacle again. But I do think that it is really easy to make excuses. When you look at a skill set in the past, without the internet, without the ability to instantly see as a top Google search result, as a top YouTube suggestion, the best of the best at this particular area, you would look at a skill set or you would look at a talent or a discipline and you would see sort of the tip of the iceberg. You would see something that is achievable and you wouldn't grasp the entirety of what that discipline was. And that allowed you to see that as a much more surmountable goal. And you would actually tackle that goal based on that knowledge. And as you learned, you realized that the iceberg was much bigger and much deeper and you could continue with the knowledge uh, that you had learned by tackling the visible part of the iceberg. Now, I think that it is good. I think that it is actually a tremendous bit of extra information to be able to now see the entire iceberg. If you look on YouTube, you will find the top 0.1%, the people who are freakishly good at a thing and have devoted unbelievable time to mastering that. That is the whole iceberg. You now see... (laughs) the sum of human capability in that particular field. Even if you are trying to just figure out, you know, how to beat a certain level in a video game and you search walkthroughs on the internet, YouTube will immediately show you speed runs, people who have dedicated tens of thousands of hours to this particular level of this video game so that they can beat it in seven, two, three, eight seconds. And I think that that's cool. I think that it's great that you can find really quickly and easily the best of the best at a particular thing. You can now see the entire iceberg. So now the burden is kind of on us to make sure that we try to determine what it is that we want to do. Do I want to learn how to read music so that we can sing songs out of a songbook together as a family? Yes. I need to pare my expectations back from the entire iceberg to just the part that is necessary to do the thing that I need to do so that I can pursue that. And then, who knows, maybe once everyone in my family can read music and play the piano a little bit, a couple of people decide that they're going to take on the bigger, larger, complicated levels of of, uh, advancing. Now, part of the reason that I'm on this particular train of thought is because I've recently been studying maps and land navigation. And when you do that on the internet, you discover a gigantic swath of information. The amount of GIS data, map data, navigational data is uh, kind of overwhelming. And when you look at what cartographers are capable of doing, that's a little bit overwhelming as well. But if you just dig in and set achievable goals, I think that being able to see the whole iceberg is actually very helpful. You have some idea what the ceiling is, you have some idea what the heights of the capability are, and you realize that these little things down here are foundations that you could build on. But you Focus in on that capability that you want to have, which is, for me, being able to wander around Middle Tennessee with a map and a compass, not only without getting lost, but going to specific places that I want to get to. And I have to admit that I was getting a little bit daunted by the sheer size of the iceberg. And this is another area in which that sheer profusion of information that is available and just constantly on tap... Uh, was a little bit of a confusing element. I wouldn't say that uh, it was totally, totally confusing, but being able to go and talk to someone who has mastered an element of this 
uh, was tremendously clarifying. So on Saturday, part of the reason that this podcast is late is because on Saturday, I was doing a 16-hour land nav course that a guy in our church was putting on. This is somebody who is has some, some previous Special Forces experience uh, doing this sort of thing in the field and has taught this stuff to fairly green uh, Special Forces guys. And he pared it down to what our group could do. And I think he did an excellent job of that because he's somebody that we know personally. He knew the people he was teaching personally. He was able to take a vast chunk of knowledge that he knew, which actually, now that I think about it, is still a fairly tiny chunk of the larger cartographic and navigational sphere of information. He took the chunk of information that he had mastered and pared it down to something that we could do in 16 hours. He actually created for us the tip of an iceberg that we could totally attain and summit now that we're mixing our metaphors. And the information that I had already studied, uh, a lot of it was inside of this 16-hour course and was tremendously helpful in helping me grasp and understand the concepts and do them out in the field. And a lot of it was outside of this particular area of study. But now, having gotten some focused, structured time, I have a greater understanding for the stuff that I had been studying that we didn't cover in the 16-hour class. And 16 hours, it's a fairly long day, but it's not very much time overall. The amount of stuff that you can learn in a really short amount of time that becomes foundational for the future things that you're going to run into is pretty significant. So even though you have the capability to be deluged by all the information produced in the last hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, and you have the capability to see the sheer scope of a single discipline, how that has developed over time, and the incredible heights that people are able to climb in a specific discipline, focus on the stuff that you actually want to do and focus on the foundational stuff that will actually get you there. This is a lesson that I really, really need to learn between T-Rex, uh, between family, other things that I want to do. My time is pretty limited. So when I want to gain a new skill, I am forced to be focused in a way that when I was younger, I just, uh, yeah, I didn't have that, uh, that same set of time constraints. I had the luxury of being able to flounder around between uh, educational and entertainment information without really needing to be extremely brutal in my prioritization. Basically, I didn't realize that I was floundering because I didn't have those constraints. But now the time is a little shorter and I'm trying to get more done. I'm starting to <laughs> run into some significant needs to not be lazy, and to really focus on bite-sized, achievable, foundational building blocks of the things that I want to be able to do. And that is something that you need to learn to do. I can say that really confidently. Not knowing you, your station in life, the mission that you want to accomplish, I know that you exist in exactly the same world of vast information that I do. You live in the same opportunity to learn from the best of the best of the best and be incredibly awed by the things that they have achieved, and at the same time, be a little bit discouraged in those little baby steps that you take at the beginning. But you can't make excuses. You have to level up. You have to level up your skills and your capabilities, and you have to gain knowledge. So you have to break down large disciplines into small pieces, and you need to start with the foundational ones. And the great thing is this stuff is very cumulative. So after spending 
16 hours studying maps, studying compasses, using maps and compasses in the wilderness of Tennessee, a lot of the stuff that I had been reading about now has sort of crystallized itself in my mind. I now have a better basis for understanding the more complicated stuff that was just very fuzzy to me last week. And to be honest, I'm not planning on doing any land nav work this coming week. I know that I am learning these skills very slowly. But I'm also learning that sometimes learning skills slowly is very helpful. The stuff that I learned on Saturday is going to soak into my brain. It's going to marinate there for a while. And so the next time that I pull it out, not only will I be more skilled than I was on Friday, if I actually think about this stuff and apply it to the stuff that I'm reading and have read, I'm actually going to be more skilled in a few weeks meditating and ruminating on this material than I am today, a few days after the course. So take the time to be deliberate and thoughtful about these foundational pieces that you are picking up. And don't be discouraged if they are baby steps and if they are happening slowly, because uh, that actually gives you time to learn these things well and, and actually master some small pieces. Mastering small pieces of a big discipline is, I think, going to be a million times more useful than getting a really good handle on the gigantic fuzzy outlines of the huge iceberg that is cartography, for example. So, homework assignment for this particular episode is to pick something, some skill that you have wanted to attain, some discipline. And rather than just sort of throw up your hands at the magnitude of that uh, incredible swath of information or the requirements of mastering it and making your way all the way to the top, Uh, and the small amount of time that you have, and pick something that you can actually accomplish, something that you can figure out to a level of significant understanding, understanding it well enough that you start to build the shelves in your brain for the future information that you will learn about that topic. And then just go out and do it. If you can find somebody that can help you with it, so much the better. But if you can actually take what you've read and apply it and turn it into tangible, practical knowledge, You are that much closer. You have leveled up. The Saturday before the land nav course, I was on vacation and we spent a bunch of time just relaxing together as a family. But at the same time, I wanted to pick little things that I could do to figure out stuff about software-defined radios. And every time we travel to a different place, I like to explore explore a different uh, RF radio space using software-defined radios and see what's going on. So when we're in vacation in Florida, that's a great opportunity to learn about AIS shipping transponders, because, you know, Tennessee doesn't have a lot of those. And I set myself a very small achievable goal, which was just when we're outside in a place that's safe to use a little bit of non-waterproof equipment, I would gather some data on that, I would look at it, I would take notes, and then I would think about it in the future. I didn't actually come away with an incredibly masterful understanding of this, but I got a pretty good look at real, actual AIS ship transponder data, how it's used, what it's contained, and uh, yeah, now that is sitting on a shelf in my brain somewhere. So make the most of these small pieces of time that you can devote to small steps on a much bigger project or discipline. Will I ever master electronic warfare and RF radio communication? 
Absolutely not. Thanks to the internet, I know that that iceberg is gigantic. It goes really, really, really deep. But using small chunks of time, you can really easily learn little bits and pieces of things and take them from the theoretical fuzzy area to very clear, practical, experienced knowledge. And then you got those shelves to put new information on, and you've got the ladder that you can climb all the way uh, down to the bottom of the iceberg, if we're sticking with that metaphor. That's how you level up, confusingly speaking.